Why is making something first class the key to expressivity? Hi, my name is Eric Normand, and these are my thoughts on functional programming. So one thing that philosophers will do is they take some, you know, maybe a phenomenon or an idea, and they give it a name. And then they write a whole book on that one thing that now has a name. And in that book, they can, because it's got a name now, they can talk about it, they can characterize it, they can say, well, there's two types of the thing. And what they're doing is making this thing that might have been intangible before tangible and real by giving it a name. Now it can be part of, of a bigger idea. You can compose it and describe it. That is very similar to what we do in programming when you make something first class. So making something first class, you, it, uh, it's, a, it's a type of reification. So there's this term reification which basically means you are making something real. Um, you are, you know, it comes from the Latin, reify. You're making it real. Because before, it, it wasn't quite as real. It wasn't something you could pass to a function as an argument. You couldn't save it. You couldn't do all the stuff that you normally do with values in your program. So now it's made real. So the, the, the uh, object-oriented paradigm is all about making stuff first class. Right? You're, you're defining a new class to represent a bunch of objects that represent this thing that used to not have any representation in the program. So you're making them real. But very often what we want to do is make something in the language that exists already. We can do it in the language, but it's not itself first class. right? So something like uh, in JavaScript, the arithmetic operators are not first class. So you want to turn them into something first class, like a function, so that you can pass them around and do other functiony things with them. You can compose the functions, you can do partial application, you can map it over something. You know, all, all these things are, uh, they, they can now participate in this whole set of things we do with functions. And when they're participating in those things, just like now that this idea, this philosopher's idea has a name, it can participate in the sentences, it can participate in, in the ideas and everything that we do with those ideas and with books and writing, communication, we are able to write programs where these things can participate. They, they can become we can express things that we couldn't express before. 
when plus is not first class, the only thing you can do is, is add two things together and assign the result or pass that result to something. You could never make, if, it's, if you never make it first class, you can't pass plus as an argument. And, you know, and I know that that sounds very petty. Like, I can't, there's this one little thing I can't do, which is pass it as an argument. Except when you say you're able to pass it as an argument, it means you're able to uh, choose the, the thing that you're passing, right? So I'm able to say, well, today I want to add these things, and tomorrow I want to multiply. So I'm going to make that the, a parameter, and I can pass whichever function I want at the time into it right so it's not just it's a way of expressing this idea that the the arithmetic or whatever operation I'm going to do is changeable right so this is something that you couldn't express when the plus was like embedded hard-coded in your program and there was nothing no way you could change it now it becomes an F that you're passing into the, into the function, and you could pass anything, which is, which is the beautiful thing. So it becomes much more about expressing your intent, expressing your domain. So that's why, that's why I say that making something first class is the key to expressivity. It's the key of making it participate as a, as a fully-fledged idea that you can compose and do other things with. Here's another example. In JavaScript, and even in Clojure, there's, there's a way to sequence two things to happen one after the other. And the way you do it is you just put them one after the other, right? In the syntax, you know, you do like uh, console.log A and then console.log B, and it will do the log A first, and then it'll do the log B, right? It's two se- you know, usually we put them on two separate lines, but it's any white space could be between them. All right, that is a non-first-class thing, right? This is, this is just syntax. It's just you put some white space, and you have, you have sequenced these two actions. So how would you go about making that into a first-class idea, into a reified idea? Well, you could make a function that takes two actions and returns a new action that sequences them. You could call the function like sequence actions. And then there you go. Now you have a first class thing and you can start talking about this is the sequence of of the sequence of these actions. Right? Before you couldn't say that. You could just say do A then do B then do C. But now you've got a thing where you're talking about sequences of actions that you couldn't talk about before. All right. 
I hope I've explained that well. Probably not so well. I hope to work on that more. Um, if you have a better way to express this, uh, let me know. I'm uh, Eric Normand on Twitter. And uh, you can also email me at eric at lispcast.com. I love hearing from you. I love uh, getting emails and, and starting conversations around these things. So please just uh, stop listening right now. Or if it's, you know, on your phone and your in your headphones, just just pull up your email and send me an email, eric at lispcast.com. All right, I'll see you later. Bye.